0: Welcome to Artist Spotlight. I'm your host, That Schaefer Kid. And today, we will be looking at the legendary music group, Queen. Queen started out as a band named Smile, which was made up of English University students, guitarist Brian May, bass player Tim Stafal, and drummer Roger Taylor. After Tim Stafal left to join another band, Smile was joined by a fan and vocalist, Freddie Bolsara who encouraged them to change their name to Queen and keep the band alive. They then added bassist John Deacon, Freddie changed his name to Mercury, and in 1971, the legendary band that we know and love was born. Keep alive, keep alive. Oh, you keep alive. In 1973, they finally released their debut album, self-titled Queen. Though critically acclaimed, it was poorly received in the US and did not have that much commercial success at the time. The following year, in 1974, the band released their second album, Queen 2. This album was significant for the band and it was the first time elements of Queen's signature sound of multi-layered overdubs, vocal harmonies, and varied musical styles appeared. This album is even less critically received, but it did give the band their first UK hit with Seven Seas of Rye. That same year, Queen released their third album, Sheer Heart Attack. This album ushered in Queen's mainstream success on both sides of the Atlantic and let the world know that they were a force to be reckoned with. This was helped along by their first hit song to chart in the US, Killer Queen. queen, Moving away from the progressive rock sound of their earlier work, this album started to develop what would become the classic Queen sound. 1975's album, A Night at the Opera, using the name of the popular Marx Brothers film, increased Queen's mainstream popularity and became one of the band's most successful albums. I see a little At 5 minutes and 55 seconds, everyone said that there would be no way Bohemian Rhapsody would be a radio success. But within the first two days on the radio, it was played 14 times on one station, and there was never a shorter version created for radio use. The song was such a hit that it stayed in the number one spot in the UK for nine weeks. Bohemian Rhapsody went down in history for having what most considered to be the first music video for promotional use ever to be made. Coming off the previous album's wonderful reception, In 1976, Queen released A Day at the Races, also taking its name from a Marx Brothers film. The album hit the number one spot in the U.K., riding the strength of the gospel-inspired hit single, Somebody to Love. Mercury, May, and Taylor multi-tracked their voices, creating a 100-voice gospel choir. But also staying true to their sound, there are intricate guitar harmonies and a guitar solo by May. That same year, Queen played their famous free concert in Hyde Park to a record-setting crowd of over 150,000 people. This is still the largest concert to ever be held in Hyde Park. By 1977, Queen had finished their sixth album, News of the World, which hit platinum four times in the US and twice in the UK. With this album, Queen succeeded in making not one, but two of the greatest rock anthems of all time. We Will Rock You, and We Are The Champions. Continuing off that high, Queen released Jazz in 1978. This album had such hits as Fat Bottom Girls, Don't Stop Me Now, which again showcased the amazing vocal harmonies of Queen, and Bicycle Race. When filming this music video, Queen rented out Wimbledon Stadium for a whole day and hired 65 naked female models to stage a nude bicycle race. In 1979, Queen released Live Killers, their first live album that showed off the band's unrivaled live performances. But it was the 1980's The Game that became the band's best-selling album in the U.S. It stayed at the number one spot on the U.S. charts for five weeks and had two singles that reached the number one spot on the U.S. charts. Another one bites the dust, and Crazy Little Thing Called Love. They also started the 80s by producing and recording the soundtrack to the science fiction film Flash Gordon. Still going strong in 1981, Queen became the first major rock band to perform in Latin American stadiums, and they also released their first Greatest Hits album. 1981 also marked the year that they recorded their hit collaboration with David Bowie, Under Pressure. That would later appear on the 1982 album Hot Space. 1984 started the inevitable decline in US popularity. Their album that year, The Works, did have two hit singles, Radio Gaga and I Want to Break Free, but the rest of the album did not sell well in the United States. I want to break free July 13, 1985 was a day that went down in history as the Live Aid concert took the world by storm from London's vast Wembley Stadium. Queen was one of the many bands to perform a 20-minute show, but they were voted by press and public to be the band that stole the show. The band had been considering disbanding, but due to the enthusiasm shown to them that day, they stayed together. One Vision was the first song to come from this new energy, and it was featured on the 1986 album A Kind of Magic. In the following tour, Freddie Mercury would perform what would become his last show in Nebworth Park in July of 1986. By 1988, the flamboyant rock star had grown thin and weak. Rumors spread that he had AIDS, but Mercury shot down all of these rumors. Even with Mercury's declining health, Queen released two more albums at the main four, The Miracle in 1989 and Innuendo in 1991. On November 23, 1991, Freddie Mercury could no longer deny the claims about his declining health. Just one day after he told the public that he had AIDS, he died of bronchial pneumonia. The band regained popularity when they re-released the song, Bohemian Rhapsody, and it was included in the hit 1992 film, Wayne's World. It became the only single to ever sell a million copies on two separate occasions. Queen's final album made with Freddie Mercury, Made in Heaven, came out in 1995 four years after Freddie's death. The Queen's rock compilation came out two years later and had one new song on it, No One But You, Only The Good Die Young. In 1998, bass player John Deacon retired. Between 1998 and 2009, Brian May and Roger Taylor kept the Queen legacy alive by performing live shows with various guest singers most famously, Paul Rodgers from Bad Company. After a split from Rodgers, May and Taylor began planning the 40th anniversary of Queen, which was celebrated in 2011 with the release of the remastered versions of the first five Queen albums. With a style that incorporated rock, opera, heavy metal, and more, it's no wonder the legacy that Queen has today. With an accumulated time of over 26 years in the UK charts, Queen has released a total of 18 number one albums, 18 number one singles, and 10 number one DVDs worldwide making them one of the world's best-selling music artists of all time. Queen has made an incredible impact on the music industry and world as a whole, with their music that will continue to transcend both genre and time for years to come. Queen has created a legacy that won't soon be stopped.